0: If you're a fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, my guest Joe Freya was one of the Ravagers in Guardians 2. He's also in the psychological horror film, The Belco Experiment. You've seen him on the Gilmore Girls community. He's also an amazing writer. And unlike his team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Joe Freya is getting better all the time. And just like Drax the Destroyer from Guardians, nothing goes over Joe Freya's head. His reflexes are too fast. He will catch it. Joe Freya, <laughs> welcome to Breakfast. <laughs> Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Breakfast! This young lady just smashed the lids on all these cakes in the bakery section. <laughs> my uh, guest today... Oh, I'm gonna need to hear all about that. He adds character to my crew. <laughs> As you just said, you're not a prostitute. What? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Great place to hang out and good food too. I'm always playing blue collar guys. Somebody screwed through the pipe. I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. Some salsa and some sour cream and some guacamole. Who doesn't love that? It's breakfast time. The only show where bacon, pancakes, Hollywood. I'm your host, Brent Pope. Joe Fria, thank you for coming into the studio today. My pleasure, sir. Very nice to be here. We met about 10 years ago at uh, Sacred Fool's Theater. That's right. You had written a play called Carnival. Musical. Rock musical. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was a rock musical. Uh, horror. Actually, it was a gothic horror rock musical. I think of the night I came to the show, the guy that played the main guy, uh, the yeah. bald guy, right? Yeah. Craven Moon. He also was playing the genie at Disneyland. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and Sumner. had barely yeah. made it to the show. Yeah. And he showed me, like, uh, after the show, he still had a little bit of blue behind one of his ears. <laughs> yeah. So crazy that that happens. But he did a great job. He did. I love that show. Is that the kind of genre you like to write, like, Musicals, first of all, and uh, horror type things,
1: yeah, I mean it's kind of that's kind of the coming together of both of my favorite things. I you know was a musical theater major, and uh always my father was a musician, and I've always been sort of in the musical world of things, but I've also been just obsessed with horror since I was you know very, very little and uh, so it was kind of the coming together of the two things and uh, so interesting. Horror and musical. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't think they go together. No. They
0: can, though. They, they did can. in Carnival. Yeah. What's your favorite musical and what's your favorite horror movie?
1: Ooh, that's, uh, I think my favorite musical is probably, uh, I'm going to go with the easiest one I can think of because there's a, a, a lot. But classically speaking, Jesus Christ Superstar was probably my favorite. It's just when I was a kid, my dad had, you know, this sort of vinyl collection that had the original. London cast recording of uh, of Jesus Christ Superstar in the big, you know, double album with the angels on the front, and it was just like it was so cool to me because I grew up Catholic, so that was sure, me too, yeah. So it was that was like the story of Jesus as done as a rock musical was like the most amazing thing ever to me, and I would perform it in the uh, in the mirror in my room, uh, you know, word for word. So I think that you know just for nostalgia sake and uh and for what i was obsessed with for so long it was probably just cry superstar my favorite horror movie um that is a really good question i there there are different ones for different reasons i would say overall probably the exorcist or Jacob's Ladder, maybe. Jacob's Ladder's creepy. Yeah. So is The
0: Exorcist, obviously. Yeah, I mean, for,
1: Jacob's Ladder is a low-key one that people don't talk about a lot. Yeah. but it's pretty great. And that's like the thing is that there are different aspects of. For me, the gauge of a horror movie is how much it scares you, and like, of and I want to, I want to be scared, and like for that reason, like The Eye is also a great one. The original, uh, The Eye, you know, and like. Um, you know, just the th- ones that make you go cold. You know, and yeah. moments where you just kind of like your heart just like stops, and it's—I that's my kind of horror movie. So I think
0: when I the first time I watched the Blair Witch Project, the mm-hmm. ending of that movie freaked me oh, out. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. When I
0: was a kid, the Omen, the end of the Omen.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll tell you a great story about the the Blair Witch Project. Actually, um, so back around two thousand, I lived in Venice, and I lived with a buddy. Uh, who w- was a part of like the circle uh what did, what was it it was like a columbia house kind of club thing okay. you know you remember that like Where you had, like a cd like club like bmg or something yeah like, like that. a CMD. yeah it was like a cd club you like it was right. yeah a subscription and you get like a box of stuff in the mail so we got this like box of 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 cds and and vhss and stuff in the mail and and we were just kind of going through them and there was this white uh box with no label and we got our normal cocktail together which is like a a really bad whiskey and uh, diet coke and like sat in front of the tv and popped in the this unmarked video cassette and it was the Blair Witch Project which had no titles it just went right into the movie and we were like what the hell is this you know and like Watching it the whole time, and and our faces getting closer and closer to the screen because we didn't know what what was going on, and then the ending, and we were we were just screaming at the at the TV when you know when they're going through the house at the end, excuse me, and then bam, it was over, and no credits, no label, no anything, and it it was, we were terrified. We thought we had gotten a snuff film, and um, we found out. Probably a few days later that that film. That's how it had been uh, presented to like the whoever votes at Sundance and all like that. It was found so, yeah. footage. It, it yeah, it was given to people in the industry uh, unmarked, so that people would have that experience. And I wish, I just wish that had been the theatrical experience as well, because it was so effective that it just went into the the footage. And just went black at the end yeah. with nothing. Of course, you yeah. can't do that because of contracts and stuff, but it was right. super effective. Wow. Anywho, yeah, that was a good one.
0: So where did you grow up?
1: I grew up in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
0: So you went to Carnegie Mellon. Went to Carnegie Mellon. So I assumed you grew up somewhere else. Nope.
1: Pittsburgh guy your Pittsburgh, whole life. Pittsburgh. Well, I was born in Canada. I was born in Toronto. And uh, we moved over here when I was a couple years, couple years, uh, couple years old. And... Um, yeah, so I we you know Steelers fans since I was a baby and um, grew up actually you know during the era of you know the the greatest team of all time arguably uh, that Steelers squad uh, and Lynn Swan was kind of like my my idol as a as a little kid. So that led to me taking ballet cuz Lynn Swan took ballet and and I begged my mom to let me take dance classes. It actually started with tap I think or something like that. And eventually went into sort of ballet and that kind of thing. And I ended up being, like, the only dancer my age in Pittsburgh um, that was actually doing, you know, gigs around town. So I would go around and do, uh, you know, Fiddler on the Roof at the local girls' school. And they would, you know, bring me in. And I ended up going to, like, 15 proms, you know, because <laughs> I wow, was the man. only the only male dancer in Pittsburgh at the age of, like, 13 and 14. So, um uh so yeah so that was like the beginning of the sort of entertainment career and uh hurt myself pretty badly playing football when I was a kid so dancing sort of became the main deal and then I went to Okay. Yeah, then I went to Carnegie and was a musical theater major.
0: Did you know pretty early on that you wanted to be a performer?
1: Yeah, yeah, I've always wanted to be. You know, I I, I feel like it's been in me pretty pretty much since I was a little little kid. Um the the deciding factor, you know, it's funny with all this stuff that's coming out with cats right now. Um the movie for me that was a nostalgic wonderland. I I was just had the best time watching that movie. You know, it's not the greatest movie at all, you know, at all. It's not the greatest musical at all, but when I was the first show that I went to my mom took me to see Cats when I was I had have been maybe maybe like 11, 10 11 years old. And I just got obsessed with it. It was just so cool. I mean, and, and yeah. one of the biggest things was sitting in that audience. And I mean, I just have such a clear picture of when, it, when the lights went up and the first song was going on. And I just kind of was like blown backwards in my chair and happened to look around me. And saw the adults around me with their jaws just open and their eyes bright. And wide open and in awe of this thing, and I remember as a little kid having the thought of like I want to make people feel like that, yeah. Like I want to, I like I want to make adults forget everything and have that look of wonder on their face. That it was just so uh, impactful to me. So that was sort of the beginning of uh, of the whole the whole the official journey. At that point, I doubled down on the. Uh, on the, on the dancing and all that stuff. And right. started taking classes. And and uh, by the time I was uh, around 14 years old, I was professional a professional dancer in Pittsburgh. Great. Yeah. Have you seen that new
0: show on Disney Plus called Encore?
1: Uh-huh. I love it. Interesting, right? <laughs> I adore it.
0: I Yeah. I think the further... It, so if you guys haven't seen it, it's a show where they take uh, people that did a high school musical and they come back 20 years later yep. and they do the show again with and they only do have about 5 days to prepare. That's right, yeah. I find that the further
1: away they are from the show, the more interesting it
0: is to Yeah, me,
1: me too. I like the 40-year-olds. Like yes. guys people my age or even a little older. That's, right. I think it's much more interesting than the the people in their their 30s or whatever. Yeah, for sure. I mean it's i I think it's interesting across the board it's you know they they kind of weave in the 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 dramatic yeah uh, relationships. everybody always and, has some kind yeah. of lingering crush on <laughs> yeah. someone
0: I we, like it when they bring an original cast member back, yeah, to talk to the people that's pretty cool that's pretty
1: cool and i and i and i like the, the the first episode when when kristen bell was uh when she was there, you know when she actually came yes. to the show um uh I there would, was another one where she came to a rehearsal, yeah. Yeah, she came to the Vandal Probe. Yeah,
0: which is a, you know a word that I yeah, only learned on that sh- on that on yeah. that show. I learned
1: it. Yeah, and uh, well, yeah, I, ju- I think it's a fabulous idea, and I and I'm looking forward to to much more of it. Um, well, here's my question: Would you like to go back and have do one from your high school? Oh, would you do that? Hell yeah, I would do it. What Absolutely. show would you do? Well, every show I did in high school would be a blast for different reasons. I mean. You start with the ones that I did, where I played leads. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, senior year it was guys and dolls, and 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 playing Nathan Detroit, which I would love to play right now. That would be such a fun time, and especially with those people. I I, I adored everybody we did the show with. Yeah, and um, and then you know, junior would have been Annie, and it would have been Nathan. Uh, it would have been uh, Rooster Hannigan, which was oh my oh, god, which the best part. <sighs> in that show. Best part of the show and such a fun time. Um and then, you know, oh <laughs> we did a show my freshman year called Plain and Fancy, which I think would just be a great idea, Kristen, if you're listening.
0: For the show,
1: because it's a... She is a listener. Trust me, she probably is listening. It would be amazing. It's a three-hour musical about Amish people. Wow. And it's like, it's it's like this, the idea is that, uh, you know, the young Amish girl who breaks free of the culture and goes to the big city, you know, and almost gets corrupted, you know. And, uh, but in a very, you know, 50s way. It's not like, you know, she meets, like, Mambo Joe and they have this, like, Havana night where they're all dancing. And it's all, no, she's gonna be corrupted. But it has, like, these amazing hits, like... Plain we live and uh, wow. plenty of pl- plenty of Pennsylvania where they do uh, a list of every vegetable in the uh, using the first letter of the alphabet. So asparagus, broccoli, cauliflower, dandelion oh, greens, wow. and escarole. You know, it's just, Wait, what is there a
0: Rumspringer <laughs> solo? <laughs> yeah.
1: Where they just get buck wild for a oh, while. Oh my God! No, no, the Amish never get buck wild. They don't. The most buck wild they get is how do you raise a barn. So in this play, <laughs> yeah, this oh wow, but I it was yeah. So, I mean, that would just be. I mean, come on, that's good. Tell I live in right Nebraska. There. I know how to raise a barn. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> you've been fortunate to work a couple times with uh, the amazing director James Gunn. I have, yes, and Guardians, Friends.
1: amazing friend as well. So, Great, um, yeah, he's a good guy. Guardians two, yeah, and the Belko yeah, experiment, yeah, yeah.
0: Guardians two, you played one of the Ravagers. Mm-hmm. How long does it take you to get into that makeup?
1: Uh, it started around an hour and a half, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, and then it, uh, it they they ended up getting pretty good at it. I think it got down to about forty minutes by the end. That's not bad. No, but it was getting out of it. That really was the longest. It took about an hour really to get out of it. Yeah, because you you know there's different layers. It, uh, it starts with the, the you know this whatever they put over your eyebrows the to get your eyebrows to disappear, and then the scarration and then you know then they do the the airbrushing and then there's the whole uh the whole uh, um process of the wigging which is intense yeah. and so it's just yeah it takes a long time just to get through all the layers of stuff right so yeah um but i had a just an amazing group of people you know uh who are my makeup people and wig people and i'm still very good friends with uh v uh who is who was my makeup artist and great um and her husband George is a Steelers fan so that's oh. so we bond.
0: Well look as much as I want to
1: hate on the Steelers fans you guys are one of the most <laughs> yeah successful franchises yeah. if not the most yeah. successful franchise in the history of the yeah. NFL. So and listen you know it's you know it, it, we all rag on each other for our, each Absolutely. other's teams but but the culture of being a, a Steelers fan I'm sure you know anybody who's From a a town where it's in your blood. You know, it's, it's, yep. When you find other people of your kin, it's, 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 it's family. It's like me. I grew up in Nebraska. No. Everybody's a Nebraska fan. Yeah. It's in the blood. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's in the blood. So getting back to Guardians, too,
1: you had a, I'm super jealous because you had like one of those death scenes
0: in a Marvel movie. Mm -hmm.
1: How was that? It was cool. I mean, it was, you know, uh, it was it was it was difficult. It was for a lot of reasons. Well, they you never really see me die. You know that that's a James. True. I think he, James even said that to me at some point. I don't know if I'm I'm remembering. Uh, I'm it. assuming you died. Yeah, in, I don't know if I'm remembering incorrectly, but I think he said to me at one point he never wanted to see me die on screen. So like even in the, and I want to yeah. see you die on screen yeah. all the time, <laughs> And in the Belko experiment, <laughs> the same way. I don't. You don't actually see the that's moment. Correct. Uh, But that guy definitely died. (laughs) But yeah, it was the hardest part about it was that it was a very emotional, screamy scene where they're dragging me out, and and uh, and James is yelling from across the incredible spaceship that they built. I mean, the set was insane. And James is over there in the corner, and he's yelling, you know, you know, cry more, cry more, you know. (laughs) And I'm just like, I'm like, I could feel veins like busting in my face, just. You know, you know, and he's just like, Give me more, give me more you know, and I had to sit in my chair for like twenty minutes after the scene was over and make sure I didn't have a aneurysm.
0: There's something about watching one of your friends in a movie like that crying in just
1: a crazy
0: scene, we're just like,
1: Yes (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that was that whole experience was uh, just magical, I, I, as you can probably imagine. It's a it's a three hundred million dollar movie, and and every aspect of it is is cool, especially when you're you know of the nerd right family and. Um, and it's it's this from the spaceship sets to the costumes, you know, to putting on that makeup and costume every morning, and and all the cool people that you get to work with. You that you know, one day you're in, on a set and you turn around, Sylvester Stallone is standing in front of you, and you're like, what what what's happening to, right now? But uh, did you
0: get to do the whole Comic Con thing?
1: I did. Well. I mean, I've done—I did—we did San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, Which is the Comic-Con. Yeah. In we're, my yeah. opinion. Yeah. I didn't get to do the, the full—I'm not there on a fame level yet to do the, the tables. But we were there as the Ravagers to introduce the movie uh, in Hall H, and that was, that was a blast. So you were there in your makeup. Yeah. At, see, that's— yeah. It was crazy. So you did it. That's pretty crazy. It was fun. And we came in through the back of Hall H. You know, we're like raising hell. And we interrupted Faye while he was, in, you know, introducing the, the oh, movie. Oh, really It was so fun. And um, and <laughs> we were in full garb. So it was pretty nutty. And they had us all hidden in, like, the loading dock. And then we, so after it was over, we're all backstage with the whole Marvel Universe. I mean, Cumberbatch is standing on one side of right. me, and Kirk Russell is standing on the on on the other side of me, and it's like, like w- this craziest thing. And I'm in full makeup, and and so, but and I'm in awe of Cumberbatch because yeah. years I have played uh, Sherlock Holmes, and his Sherlock is to me one of it's the pretty quintessential great. Holmeses. So after it was all over, went out onto the loading dock, and and he was standing there alone, sort of on his phone. And they were trying to wrangle us and get us into this, this, you know, tinted van to get us out of there. So they right. saw us and I'm like, I, this is my moment. And I ran up to him and I'm like, I'm like, dude, I, I just have to tell you, I I'm such a huge fan of yours. And your, your Sherlock Holmes is a quintessential Sherlock Holmes. I played it for years and he's like, Oh, thank you. Thank you. And he looks at me and he looks me up and down and he goes, Oh, and this is great. And I'm like, I, I was kind of like stunned into silence. And then the handler for us kind of came behind me, and she's like, come on, let's go. we got to go. And as I was being pulled away, I realized he thought I was a cosplayer. Oh, no! And I'm like, I'm an actor! <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I didn't I get to, like, get the vote But I was in the movie! I made one of the movies! <laughs> you know, and it's just like... Oh, that's... Um... Oh man, but what an experience, yeah, for sure. Being in a, being in the Marvel universe um is is a is an honor and and they they treat you like a f- like you're part of the family and, and um it's really it's it's an exceptional experience. And yeah. uh, I'm I'm forever grateful to James for for um having gotten me involved in that.
0: Yeah. Closest I ever came to a Marvel movie is I auditioned for Captain Marvel. And then when I saw the part in the movie, I was super jealous of the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but it was like this security guard that yeah. that sees her after she crashes into the blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. It was a pretty good part. Well, see, uh, you know, the thing is, is that you know, even in the small parts, you there are cons out there that you can you can travel yep. uh, to and and do. And it, I have done uh, smaller cons. Great. And uh, and signed autographs and stuff. And it's just such that's a great experience. It you, it's very strange being. In the world that we're in. And the levels of fame. Especially now with the internet. And it's all so different and weird. And you never know. But I do remember when I was a kid. How, you know, starstruck I was. When Empire Strikes Back came out. and Or maybe it was Return of the Jedi. It was probably Return of the Jedi. Since I have the memory of it. It was, you know, there there was a stormtrooper at the movie theater. where Where I went to see it. And I was like, I was so... In awe. If it was a guy in a a suit, you know, but, but like my mind was so connected to that movie in that fantastical way that when I saw that character in front of me, it was, it was really, really um, impactful and emotional and cool. And, and when I went and did some of the smaller cons, it's that's the feeling I get when people come up. It's they're so appreciative and, connected on the level of like you're just a you're a piece of something i adore so much that you know it doesn't matter how big your part is or if you're a star it's like i get to be with something that was a part of this thing that i love and and that's just it's a real special thing to be able to be a part of yeah
0: well before we go too much further you and i had some wonderful vegan donuts from a place called Phonuts. Oh, man. Now, it didn't work out with the schedule, too, actually. I picked up the Phonuts because we were kind of doing it on the fly today. Yeah. But these vegan donuts were... I just want to call them donuts because they didn't taste any different than donuts. There's no
1: difference at all. Yeah, it was... And it's... I've been vegan now for a very short period of time. Uh, I think it's been three weeks or four weeks. And everything's pretty good, but the chocolate on that the donut. chocolate
0: peanut butter
1: <laughs> I mean, was the
0: winner. Come right? on. And I, I yeah. took I took the part of the donut that had the little peanut on it. I Ugh. did still that, but you know. Yeah. Thanks a lot. I man. also thought that the churro one was really delicious. Churro was
1: good, yeah. What I found throughout most of them was they're very moist. They're so moist. And yeah, I think that's a product of the fact that they make they make their batch every day in the morning and when it's gone they they close. Well, I had an impression that because
0: I've had vegan pastries before, and yeah. they weren't like exactly what I wanted them to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? These were exactly what I wanted them to oh, be. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So, Phoneut. Phoneuts. It's uh, over in Studio City over there. Yeah, and there's a couple of them in LA now. Yeah, but I guess they mostly make donuts. Not all of them are vegan either, but I don't yeah. see any reason to not get the vegan ones because those were delicious. The,
1: and and you failed to mention the one we didn't have it together, but their banana, the
0: banana one,
1: their banana donut. Is I had the best. that one also. Yeah, I ate that before you got here. Anything? And it was you know, very moist. It tasted like banana bread,
0: and I tried, but better yeah. than any banana bread I've had.
1: Actually, that's exactly right. And the thing is, I try to stay away from sugar as much as possible too. Just, yes, you know, in this whole new health kick thing. Well, and, you know what. I'm right there with you. Yeah, I need to. I need to get on your track with ah, this. It, it works, man. And and it, banana in and of itself as a sweetener, yeah, is I mean, you don't like, need added stuff. Yeah, to it. it's it's God's God's own crack. Just put right into the into a, a it's peel. Also Got a lot of
0: potassium. Yeah,
1: it's good for you. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: nuts. Excuse me. I don't know if it's a place yeah. where you necessarily need to go eat there anyway. You would yeah. normally just go pick them up and bring them back home.
1: Phonuts, yeah. Phonuts. Are can... they a coffee place too? Do they make no, coffee? No, they don't here? have coffee, but they, there's two really good coffee shops right on that street. It's, okay. the, it's called Laurel Pass. Is that what it is? Laurel, Laurel uh, Canyon. The one I was thinking Court. of. Court? I, I think it's called Ventura Court. Ventura Court. That's it. Something like I knew like it was that. something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Little offshoot over it's there. It's that offshoot by. It's real close to CBS Radford. That's right. Right there by CBS Radford. Yep. yep. yep.
0: So you've also done some TV shows, uh, Gilmore Girls. That's right. What did you do on Gilmore Girls?
1: Couple of things. Actually, I am one of the very uh few, or there's a handful, that played two different characters through the entire very cool. um show. So the first time round I played a waiter. Um and the second time round I played a character called Joe Mastoni. Uh who was That's a great name. Yeah, Joe Mastoni. Who was um he was one of Suki's uh uh cooking buddies. Yeah, they had you know, done some, some, they would worked in a restaurant together and they run into each other at, at a sort of small business conference and um, they regale all of these times they had in characters they knew. And it turns out that Joe is very much in, still interested in Suki, has always had a crush on her and all that stuff, and she's very much taken at that point. Um, but my partner, my business partner who was there with me, uh, was sort of falling for uh, Lauren Graham's character, and uh, that developed into a romance. Um, I mean, who wasn't falling for Lauren Graham's character? That's though? correct. So, you know, I ended up... Uh, that was going to be a, a much larger gig, but they, the guy who originally got cast as my business partner was a total douchebag. Really? And was um, fired from the role. So I had to go back and reshoot with another guy um, fantastic actor uh, his name is escaping me. We were talking about guys and dolls. he played um Guy Masterson guys and dolls oh uh on Broadway. Oh, I can't remember his name anyway uh he was uh recast in that role, and by that point they had moved on from from whatever storyline they were building yeah so that was my one chance at a at a uh, let's well, look back at those old
0: iconic, older iconic shows. Yeah. Which was rebooted again recently. Uh, another thing, you know, fans of this show would probably be interested in. You played the father. It was in a flashback on Community. That's right. Correct. You played yeah. the father of Pierce Chevy
1: Chase's character. That's right. Yeah. How was that? <laughs> I mean, uh, more than an honor. Uh, yeah. I I grew up obsessed with Chevy Chase. Of course. Uh, and playing. You know, it was a very unique situation because I was playing his father in a commercial uh, for his cotton <laughs> company. <laughs> yes. In <laughs> um, was their last name Hawthorne. Was it Yeah. Named yeah the family. Cornelius Hawthorne, so- Hawthorne was yeah. my character, and um, and so it was just me. The actual shooting of it was just me and the kids on the set. But Chevy was there, and I got to meet him. And and uh, Alison Brie was there; I got to meet her. She was fantastic. And just being on that set, I was a big fan of the show. And um, it was a great show. It was a great show. And and, and so many people broke out from that show too. Yeah, you know, Rightfully right, so. Rightfully so. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, it was just really well done. Very so, cool. Yeah. Well, it's time for our breakfast quick bites. Breakfast quick
0: bites. Quick bites! Quick bites! Breakfast quick bites! Breakfast, the most important meal of the day. The fans have looked at these questions online with our choices, and now they're gonna see if they agree with Joe Freya. Okay. So, you were in Guardians of the Galaxy 2? hmm Who was the more adorable character? Baby Groot or Baby Yoda?
1: <laughs> that's a tough one right? it is a tough one now that you say it out loud I'm are you going like, to be a prisoner of the moment oh man I think <laughs> you know what I mean I it may be a bias thing but I'm going to say Baby Groot I'm going to say Baby Groot um, you know you can't deny this Baby Groot better dancer than Baby Yoda that's true <laughs> but, I mean all in an all around fashion I think Baby Groot was just more animated so it's like it's easier to kind of get on board yeah I gotta say though, when the Baby Yoda does that look, you know those big old oh, eyes, yeah. you know, like "come yeah. on, come on." It's like every puppy dog ever at the pound. Yeah, you see, you know? but I'm gonna say Baby Groot.
0: Okay, I accept that. Breakfast quick bite number two. You're a big fan of the horror genre, correct? Uh, and you've been in horror movies. Yeah. What do you prefer? A good psychological horror movie like The Belko Experiment, or a paranormal like The Annabelle
1: type movie. I got to say I um, it's a that is definitely a tough call because I there was a part of my life where I would definitely say paranormal, but I started not being as scared of paranormal stuff as I grew older and now what scares me more and that's my that's my litmus te- litmus test of uh, horror movie is what scares you and and I feel like that that human quality that 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 makes you connect to a horror movie, that quality of, like, this could actually be me... Yeah. ...makes me more scared now. So I'm going to say psychological horror. And as a matter of fact, I've written a movie that I'm... I'm, I am in the middle of trying to get made. Very Um, cool. It's a process. But it is very much along those lines, because for me, like, I went through some big, you know, life changes that... Could happen to anybody, sure. and the whole idea of it is that you know, what if these life changes release these these things inside of you you never knew yeah. were there because you were covering them up with right. all this shit, you know? And that could be anybody. You're like, what if that thing is ha- hiding inside of you? Have you seen that Aaron Hernandez thing yet?
0: Yes. Oh I my just god. Watched it. I mean, uh, I lo- mean, it's very interesting. You, it's very. And I had forgotten all of the weird things that happened. Yeah. Uh,
1: and you can also, you can see how, like, you could easily turn that into some sort of horror movie because, yeah. like, what was lurking inside of that guy, right? you know, is that was unlocked. I mean, for all intents and purposes, there, I'm sure everybody has an argument about what it was actually doing, but right. if you want to talk about what C- CTE does to people, mm-hmm. that was, like, that could have been the key that unlocked the door right. that allowed this demon to come out, you know, and, and it's that kind of stuff. The Belko experiment. Yeah. Was very much that kind of movie where yeah. it's like, close the doors, close the windows, tell everybody they're going to die, and we'll see what happens. You yeah. know, and it's like, that's fucking terrifying.
0: So we're going with psychological <laughs> yes. horror Yes, psychological. I
1: accept that. Cool.
0: Is there something uh, people don't know about Freya that you wish they did know?
1: Holy hell. Uh... Is there something that they didn't know? I mean, we talked about some of it. Let me think really quickly. I love shoes. Really? I'm obsessed with shoes. Like, all kinds of shoes? All kinds of shoes. Tennis shoes, boots... And it sounds weird saying it out loud, but it's true. No, a I'm, lot of people I'm, have I'm, a lot I'm, of shoes. I'm admitting, I'm you're I'm like every with shoes. NBA player ever. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just like, I, yeah, I don't know. They make me really happy, um, and for so long, I lived in a, a lifestyle that didn't allow me to buy anything. Thank God, I'm I'm you know in a place now where I'm. A little bit more comfortable, and I can actually yeah. treat myself to things. Now that you have a little extra money, you can waste that money <clears throat> I waste it like shoes. crazy on Legos and shoes. Oh, that's another one. I am a big Lego freak. Oh, cool. I build Legos like crazy. So I, my wife is very angry at me about the fact that I spend all my money on Legos and shoes. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Well, it's worse things you can spend your
0: money <laughs> that's on. That's right.
1: But also better things.
0: <laughs> like food. In the future... Joe Freya. Yes. There's going to be a movie called The Joe Freya Story. Yeah. Who's going to play Joe Freya in that movie?
1: All right. Well, oh, uh, man. Okay, so it can be... Is it, a, it, can, be, it, can be it to be anything you want it to be. It could be anything, okay. It could be different people. It the could first be... thing that comes to mind for me is Neil Diamond.
0: Oh, yes.
1: I, I like Neil Diamond from The Jazz Singer. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like that swaggery, like, you know, early 70s yeah. Neil Diamond with the big with the big kinda you know uh sideburns and that voice. She and just comes out and goes, Free yeah, on the yeah. rocks. Freya. Ain't no big surprise. My name's Joe Freer. And you know, he just like he, like, it's my my life story is kind of like a musical. It's it's a movie with music. Like they sometimes Neil Diamond will break into to a song about like my, you know, my my stepfather who smoked uh a you know a carton of cools and wore Terry cloth. Yeah. T- shirts and drove a Subaru, like, you know, Subaru, Jerry, you know, like, you know, like that'd be Neil Diamond. I think that would be well, good. I got to salute you because you're the first <laughs> guest on the show
0: to ever pick a musician oh, to play them. Wow. And I think that's super interesting. See, I, I
1: consider Neil Diamond an actor after the jazz singer. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Mostly known as a singer. <laughs> Love on the rocks. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. If you go back to that movie, by the way. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm gonna have to say people are listening and they wanna watch, I apologize because there is a racial <laughs> element that is very offensive. Yeah. And uh but it was the seventies.
0: What are you sure. gonna do? Guys, if you would like to get more info on the Breakfast show, such as pics of Joe Free and I having some vegan donuts at phonuts here in the studio, you can hit up Brentfast on the Instagram page at Brentfast Podcast. My personal Instagram and Twitter are at Scoops Pope, and you can also find me on Facebook on my actor page under Brent Pope and there's also a show Brentfist page on Facebook. Joe Freya, where can we find you on the social media?
1: Uh, You can find me at uh, Joe Freya on Instagram. Oh, Joe.Freya on Instagram. Uh, uh, Joe Freya on Facebook. Uh, Freya on Twitter. Nice. All
0: caps. Awesome. So nice to catch up with you. I nice don't see stuff. you as much as I would like to but I that's know. all of Hollywood you know I don't sure. see a lot of people that I really enjoy being around as much as, but thank goodness we got to have you some you need to get out together. there and
1: do some more sketch work man cause you are one funny motherfucker oh, get out and you. do it
0: I appreciate that Yeah,
1: I'm gonna put that on my reel now just you saying <laughs> that
0: <laughs> and with that guys we put another scintillating episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope in the old to-go bag see ya